Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is the movie that makes you cry no matter how many times you've seen it? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Really quickly, Suzanne Summers Palm Springs House has its own tram. Thank you. Um, I know. I just was looking through the pictures. It, it, I, it has some questionable decor. I mean, it's very Suzanne Summers. It is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, I think I could look past it to live in this beautiful slice of paradise. I need to click away from there and ask the question, what's the movie that makes you cry no matter how many times you've seen it? 651-641-1071. This was a topic that was trending over on the Twitters this weekend. Oh, all the and, kids uh, were talking about it. They were. It. They were just, everybody was having that kind of conversation about what's the movie that automatically makes you cry no matter how many times you've seen it. You can do even, you can do more than one. That's, I'm fine with it. If you've got like a handful, go ahead. Sure. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, 651-641-1071. Bradley, um, you typically access your emotions through uh, TV and movies. It's true. It's true. So do you have a movie that makes you cry every time you see it yes and i'm probably not alone i imagine like a lot of people baywatch really just brings me to tears oh my gosh every time i see zach efron show up without his shirt on Uh, yeah and the rock for that matter but no um actually the, the the movie that used to do it all the time is a movie called the hours which i know is weird and random but i went through this whole phase can you your scissors are scaring me i don't want you to cut yourself um i'm not running with them i know but it was just it's very after that army hammer story oh, yeah okay sorry um is a marker better yeah okay. yeah as long as it's capped it is <laughs> um the Hours. Did you ever see that movie? No. Who's oh in that? Oh my god! That I need Nicole to bring Kidman? it for you. It's Nicole Kidman. It's. I. I actually wonder if it holds up anymore. Um. It's like three stories. Julianne Moore is in it, and um, one of my other favorite actresses of all time, Tony Collette, mm. and the three of them just sort of combine forces to create these like three different amazing storylines, and the music. Is just really good anyway. Okay, the hours. That's the hours. Mine. That's a yeah. good one. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is the movie that makes you cry? No matter how many times you've seen it, Holly. Who's do we have? Who's do we have on the who's line? Who's do we have? We got we got Sarah on the line. Hello, Sarah. Sarah, what is the movie that makes you cry every single time you see it? No matter how many times you've seen it. Okay, it's an old one, but it's so good, and it makes me heave cry every time I watch it. It's Terms of Endearment. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one is on the list. Yeah. Uh, you, many people said that one. I know that one does just like tear your heart right out. Yeah. Do you ever, can I ask you this, Sarah, do you ever watch it just to cry? Absolutely. Yeah. I totally access my emotions through TV and movies, just like Bradley. And go. yes, 
I absolutely watch it to cry. I love it. Thank you for your call. Who else do we have on the line, Holly? Jack's on the line. Let's go to Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack, what is the movie that makes you cry every time you watch it? Well, I'm going to quiz you and put it in the form of a question. This movie starred Mary Tyler Moore, and it dealt with issues of suicide and family dynamics. Oh, is Is that that the one with Ordinary People? Yes. Is that Alan Alda? Or who was the guy? I think so. I don't know all the details, but I know it just... Judd Hirsch, I think, is in that one. Timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really, really intense. And that book, the book that it's based on, was written by uh, a Minnesotan. Um, you know? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, Thank you for your call, Jack. Um, By the way, that movie starred uh, Timothy Hutton as Conrad, the son. Uh, Judd Hirsch was in it. Elizabeth McGovern... Donald Sutherland and Mary Tyler Moore. I'm thinking of the movie The Four Seasons, oh. where Alan Alda and Carol Burnett played husband and wife. Mm. By the way, the book was written by Judith Guest. Um, maybe, okay, apparently she was born in Detroit, Michigan. Was her I'm last sure name had... Baker? No, actually. <laughs> See? No. I, may, maybe I got that wrong. I thought she was a Minnesotan. Well, but you can I could be, be born wrong. in other places no, and no, no. move here later. I, I know, but I'm. Thank you. <laughs> I'm reading her Wikipedia because that's what we're doing today, <laughs> and I don't doing. see any. I don't see anything about Minnesota. So mm, whatever, fine. We'll move on. Uh, who see who else? Do the we inter- have? I think honestly, what happened is Wikipedia has been taking away our reality slowly but surely. It's so true. And just changing things that we always thought were true. Go ahead. Uh, Don's on the line. Okay, hello, Don. Uh, what is the movie that makes you cry no matter how many times you've seen it? Hi, Don. Oh, hi. I didn't hear you say my name. That's okay. <laughs> um, Bridge to Terabithia. Oh. Did you have to read that book when you were in elementary school, too? No, I never <clears throat> I oh. never heard of it until the movie. Oh, my gosh. Thank you but for... I, yeah, I haven't seen it in so long because I, I just can't. It's, it's too, too much. I get it. it Thank is. you for your call. I had to read that book in elementary school, and I think, honestly, that was my... F- Did you ever have to read that book, Bradley? No. That one, um, it's one of those, for whatever reason, I escaped school reading. I'm telling you... Without reading, I should say. That is one of those books that, as a child, you read, and you like get angry with your teachers for having made you read it, because it gets you acquainted with grief. It is like the first, It was. it's like my first memory of a grief experience mm. where I thought I was reading one book and then suddenly stuff happened and I was like, what? <laughs> All right, who else do we have on the line, Holly? Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Jessica, what is the movie that makes you cry no matter how many times you've seen it? Hi. Um, the movie that always makes me cry is Beaches. Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's a classic. I just, I can't help it at the end. It's so sad. I have been known, and thank you, Jessica, for your call. I have been known to stop the movie before it gets to the really sad part, just so that I don't have to access those emotions. Like, I do all the fun part leading up to it, and then once they get to the beach house, I'm like, bye, I'm out of the movie now. You know what else? We've talked about this movie more than once. Hmm. Remember Six Weeks with Dudley Moore? I've never seen that movie. Mary Tyler Moore. We talked about, I swear we've brought that up in like, um, uh, throwback live at 245. Was his last name Baker by any chance? <laughs> Did we I not talk about this at Dudley all? Dudley Moore. Yeah. It's the one where, um, there was the ballerina who had cancer. Yes. Okay. Yep, yeah. Yep, and she, sorry. It's, she is, she's Correct. terminally ill. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Movies like that. I just have seen that. I remember seeing a lot of movies like that in the eighties, where it's just like grief porn. Who are no with. With the really terminally sad. ill ballerina genre is, was really Especially hot. with Dudley Moore. He was all over that. <laughs> uh, so you're, my, the movie that makes me cry every time I see it, no matter how many times I see it, is so completely cliche. But it's Titanic. You cry at Titanic? A hundred percent of the time. Wait, like what? What gets you? The uh, couple. The What are they? What What were they? The, the asters? The asters in the bed. As they... Oh, just laying there in the bed together while the music swells and the ship goes down. I'm always and they like, they had right millions there. of dollars. They had a great life and, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. All right. <sighs> Holly, do you have a movie that makes you cry every time you see it? Uh, yeah, it's the ending of The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. It's not the Mademoiselle's de Rochefort. No, it's not. That one's actually quite lovely and delightful. I love the, the music on that one. But yes. why the umbrella? I've never oh, seen the umbrellas of Cherbourg. That is. Catherine Deneuve. K. Tragique. Oh my goodness! The whole movie is singing and dancing, and the end scene where. Spoiler alert, the lovers see each other again and they've gone off their separate ways and it just like hits me in the feels where you're just like, oh gosh, life just goes on and it's like, ah. I love how Holly's having like cultured moments over there. It makes me feel. I know. I can't say I know that movie. Oh, it's good. Watch it. It's on uh, HBO Max right now. We did get this email from Brian. He said, my girl, the funeral in the glasses. Oh, oh my bees, gosh. Thomas the bees, Jay, Oh, the I can't Thomas even. Jay. I can't even think about it. I get, like, sad. All right. Um, why don't we turn it around and talk about something a little more uplifting when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show? Um, let's talk about Mike Lindell suing the Daily Mail. After this yeah, on my talk, guy. 1071. Uh, let's talk about that My Pillow Guy. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And um this was we've been on a journey with this weird story about mm-hmm. Mike Lindell who is actually a local yeah person yeah unlike that weird uh, author person you were Judith Guest I could swear she's from here anywho um anyway uh and his uh, alleged relationship with Jane Krakowski this is the most Actress random story ever but it still is getting weirder yeah so uh the my pillow guy minnesotan uh mike lindell um up and comer in political circles well you wouldn't think we'd be talking about a story like that except last week as you pointed out the daily mail went live with a story alleging uh much to the world's chagrin that he was getting real busy with jane krakowski and that they had a torrid love affair that was apparently private, um, involved lots of high-priced gifts, some verbal altercations, uh, and ultimately uh, a souring between the two of them. And we were like... <laughs> Are you verklempt again? I am very verklempt okay. because I just... A good love story, you know? No, or even a marginal one, apparently. <laughs> and it's time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that story came out and we were like... I, and I will say, and I think I said this at the time, something doesn't smell right with this story because what? 
Like, it just sounded weird. It was like, but then, you know, they they both disavowed the story pretty quickly. Yeah, I think the official statement was she had never heard of him. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) he's never, she's never met him. And he's like, I don't know, what is it, Jane Krakowski? Yeah. Yeah, like he had no. (laughs) Krakowski? He didn't know her from a crack in the wall. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm not going to make any jokes. So here's what I am going to do. What I'm going to say is they both seem to disavow the story pretty quickly. But then the page six, which was not the original reporter of the story, Daily Mail was page six actually said, well, we've heard rumors about this relationship since the summer or last year um, at some point. So, you know, uh, like where this rumor is coming from, we're not sure, which to me is just weird. Like wh- who like what? OK, anyway, so the moral of the story is today we arrive and Mike Lindell has hired an attorney to sue the Daily Mail over the report that he had in a, a secret affair with um, Jane Krakowski. So Mike Lindell facing. Can I also pause for one yeah. moment? Can I just also say something that needs to be said in this moment? Yeah. In this story. One person ends up being like, if this, the tell, okay, how do I say this? I don't know. He's the one that looks better in the story. Like, well, he's yeah. the one that actually gets the benefit of the story. <laughs> you think Jane Krakowski is getting a, a raw deal? Exactly. That's all I'm trying to say. Wow. Okay. Go, uh, you know. It needed to be said, okay. right? I like, appreciate it. The idea that Mike Lindell could catch. He is a more Jane controversial Krakowski. figure than Jane Krakowski. Well, is. and also, like, she's, you know, uh, th- that would be out kicking his coverage is all I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Although so he shouldn't be so mad because he actually looks good in the story. I mean, you think, right? Like, I think honestly, that's a lot of people's reaction to the news that he's suing the Daily Mail. Quote, he tells the Daily Beast, um, Charles Harder's my attorney. I've never met this lady in my life and I've never been to the West Village in the Hamptons where they said uh, I was in this hit piece. They've done so much damage to my reputation. Some would argue that uh, other people (laughs) might have already done a good enough job of that in headlines recently, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to go there. What I'm saying is I find it shocking that he's going whole hog against the Daily Mail for pointing out that he possibly had a relationship with a very well-loved actress. Now, there is one point, though, that I think in the telling of this affair story where he has a point, at least if you believe the narrative that Mike Lindell tells about himself in the media, and that is that he, well, I shouldn't say he tell he tells this part of his life story in the media, so when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
a lot of people are aware that he is sober and has overcome a drug addiction, right? And in the story uh, about his alleged affair with Jane Krakowski, it says that uh, he would buy her expensive booze. Right. Which, as a sober person myself, I can say would sound a little... It's not uncommon. It's not like once you're sober, you can't buy people booze. It's just that people don't generally do that. Yeah, it just sounded a little off. Yeah. And he says... um, he, you know, but he kind of doubles down and goes hard on the Daily Mail by saying that they damaged his reputation. I'm not just going for a demand letter or a retraction. I want to go after them with a lawsuit because they, quote, damaged my integrity as a Christian and my network to help addicts everywhere. So he didn't just pick any attorney, by the way. He went after one of the attorneys who helped end Gawker. Ooh. So he's not messing around, if you believe this story. Um, his attorney helped wrestle a settlement and payment uh, from the Daily Mail most recently because of some reporting they did on Melania Trump. So he's serious. I just find it odd that this is the story he's like going after the media for because there have been a lot of other um, less than savory reports about Mike Lindale in the media Mm -hmm. over the last few weeks and months, most of which we're not going to talk about because we don't talk about politics. But but I, I just think it's weird that this is the story he's like been out of shape about. Yeah, I, I do too. And again, because the piece of the story that he's focused on isn't the piece that the world is focused on. Yeah. What the what the public hears is Mike Lindell and Jane Krakowski. And the rest of it is sort of like fluff around that to try yeah. to make it sound believable. Yeah. But nobody actually gets most people we do. Because that's what we do for a living. Yeah. But most people don't get that far into it. So if anything, his name is being uh, used. I don't know. There's this little part of me that feels like he might be behind it all. Okay. What? I said it. Oh, the story itself? Yeah. How so? Like, what What do you think? Because that... if, he, if, his, if, if part of what his goal is, is to have his name recognized in the mainstream, mm. right? You need because to put it out there in the tabloids. Kind of. You need to find a way to do that. It is interesting that, you know, Jane Krakowski's the, like, do you, do you just wonder, like, somewhere Jane Krakowski's like, did Wikipedia, what? <laughs> <laughs> Norma Jean, <laughs> the what? The theme of our show. Like, <laughs> I'm referring to a story wherein we were confused by Wikipedia's apparent truth, and we just didn't know that, that the world didn't seem like what it was. I just feel like poor, you know, uh, sure, poor Mike Lindell for the sake of being in a story he didn't want to find himself, but... Jane Krakowski's got to be like, what? Well, and I got to think, like, there might have been, like, three or four other celebrities that could have taken that place. Yeah. But she was the one that seemed, what, most believable? I don't know. Yeah. I, something is does not add up with something the story. Something smells. Yeah. But we're sniffing it. We'll be back after this with celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, hi. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. And uh, we have a name for them. That name is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Bag of D. Oh my gosh. Bag okay. of D, bag of D. So I think I'm having deja vu, honestly, because I swear to you, we've had this exact same D bag before for the exact same reason. Okay. And I actually think it was you that brought it the first time. It is a publication 
called footwearnews.com. Oh, I thought you were going to say the blast or no, something. No, 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 no. <laughs> footwearnews.com. Do you recall footwearnews.com at all? And um, oh, I'm, Excuse me, what? Uh, what? Did, I said vaguely. Okay. My buttons were sticky over here. Sorry. Sticky buttons. Uh, sticky buttons. <laughs> um, that's what they called me. No. Uh, Footwearnews.com. I'm looking at your story now, and uh, it makes me wonder if it was previously about the same person. It was about the same person, which that person is Katie Holmes. And apparently, Footwear News is hot on uh, her footwear and likes I mean, it's appropriate. to follow her footwear around and... Um, and tell you about the trends in Katie Holmes footwear. So here's the headline in footwearnews.com. Now you may wonder like Colleen, what were you doing going out seeking footwear news? I wasn't. Something tells me you weren't. I wasn't. It it landed in my lap probably because I click on everything related to Katie, Katie Holmes, Holmes yeah. and Emilio Vitolo Jr. So the headline is Katie Holmes confirms this celebrity beloved shoe trend will be everywhere for spring. Um, Did chunky can, loafers. Yes, it is chunky loafers. Okay. Thank you. Which also sounds chunky loafers sounds like something you don't want. Yeah, either that or like a drag or like a stand-up comic from the sixties. And welcome to ah, the chunky stage, loafers. chunky loafers. Be sure to tip your waitress. Yeah, apparently chunky loafers are going to be the the uh, the accessory oh, no. that everybody wants on their um, feet. It's oh. very nineteen. 19- 94 so, Steve Madden. Yep. I don't know what the... Uh, they look like... I mean, it looks like... Maybe it's like more like 97. She looks like she's got hooves. Yeah. Um, but what do I know about ladies' footwear? I only own a few pairs. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but what I was going to say is... <sighs> this is one picture of her wearing this shoe. Because if you scroll through the rest of the photos... Oh, yeah. Um, Those aren't chunky clod hoppers or no. whatever they're called those and, are just gucci loafers and they're w- real worn out like she should maybe yeah like get a shining on those like things. footwear news could have done a whole article like katie holmes opts to you know um throw taste to the wind and wears uh you know nasty old shoes like everybody else stars they're just like us (laughs) anyway i just i had to laugh because number one there's apparently a celebrity uh section of footwearnews.com and number two like the last time we brought this up katie holmes is apparently the one who dictates our fashion footwear our footwear fashion i don't want these shoes to come back i don't either you know what i hated those things the first time they came around, they look really uncomfortable. The one, okay, so that was popular at the same time as the chunky slide. Do you remember mm-hmm. those? The great dance. I know, right? <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately. No, but the Steve Madden shoes with like the stretchy uh, top. Yep. Oh man! Oh, no, no, so, no, no, no! You know what no, I'm talking no. about, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. In the '90s, everybody had those things, and you would wear that with your like. Your um, cigarette pants, like, you know, crop cigarette pants. Or like a long maxi skirt. Yeah. Or and a tank yep. top from And Delia's. a tank top. Yep. Exactly. From Delia's. Whatever happened to Delia's? Is that still around? No, they went bankrupt and Dang bye-bye it. in the car car. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Thank you. My D-bag is Piers Morgan. <clears throat> I mean, I, that's a ding-dong for sure. Please make sure that your tray tables are up so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this. Oxygen mask on. We haven't talked about it uh, because maybe there's not much to talk about other than it's sad, and um, but still, you know, important in the world of of pop culture. Larry King passed away. No. Right. Yeah. Um, That was a huge deal. So uh, may he rest in peace. But Piers Morgan, um, his body wasn't even cold yet, and Piers Morgan tweeted the following. Now there's a conversation that'll happen after this tweet, so don't at me. Um. Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. And he said my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new Bentley. He married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert. But he was a brilliant broadcaster and a masterful TV interviewer. What a gross human being. Ew! What a disgusting, sick human being. So, like, I kind of understand a... Let me be clear on what I'm trying to say here. I can understand sometimes what Piers Morgan thinks he's doing. It is, however, not the case in this particular um, instance that he's achieving what he thinks he is. Because he came back after the fact and was like, well, I shouldn't say, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. I think some assume that he was trying to be cheeky. Yeah. Right? Um, But like... The, time the and bottom place, line, bro. time and place. The bottom line is, you still made somebody else's death about you, yeah. dude. That's yeah. the takeaway. Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. Yeah, like way to get in your own. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very just, Madonna. Well, there's a lot. Yes, there's a lot yes. going on in it because it's not only just making it about him, right? So it's not only just like remember. I'm the one that took over for Larry King. Yeah, and how did that go? Oh, wait, you had to leave the country. Right. Nice try. But then he follows it with um, kind of like um, ooh, like a posthumous hating on Larry King for thinking his show was bad. Like, it's very strange. But it's also that thing where, like, I can see how... Piers Morgan thinks he's being like cheeky in that like I'm the jerk but I'm the funny jerk yeah. way like where he's like still thinks he's complimenting Larry King but does it in a backhanded way and it's like no dude so like we just see you for what you are which is just trying uh, trying to get yourself into a story that's not about you at all right I mean I mean you could have said something like you know Larry and I had our differences because of our career or something right. and then said I something respect, nice yeah I respect everything um, and I'm sure Piers Morgan, I also, the thing that ha- made me hesitate to make him my D-bag is I also know that he loves when people call him out on stuff because he's he's what they call an arsonist. Yeah. Right? Like, he likes to set fire to things and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he just, he knows what he's doing when he inserts himself into the conversation. Here's but, what would happen. Maybe we need to do a test. <laughs> we need to make a... A, a thing about this segment talking about him, and then we See tag. If he comes after us. Yeah, we tag Piers Morgan and say, "Hey, Piers Morgan, you're our Lord D bag of the day. How does it feel?" Mm. I'm gonna let you do that because yeah. I don't want to deal with yeah. him on Twitter. I'm not in the mood. I don't either. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but honestly, that's that's where we but you're are. Right. We are in the best place possible because he doesn't care about us. Yeah. yeah. Well, he would so we, he would yeah. come back at us, and be like, "Well, oh, from 12 to three in Minneapolis, who knows you?" Blah blah blah. And then we'd be like, "I don't care." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'd be like, "Guess jokes what? on you. Jokes on you." Guess what? We have the best job ever, and our audience is better than yours. Thank so, you. I mean, I don't know his audience, but 
I know ours. Yeah. Thank you. Um, oh. Are you kissing Piers Morgan? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, not- I, sorry. <laughs> Why would I kiss Piers Morgan? I don't Morgan? know. That's Again, why I was confused. That would be very Madonna-esque of you, Bradley, inserting yourself into the story now. It's yeah. true. <laughs> about true. Piers Morgan. Yeah. Precisely. I'm yeah. going to make hay out of Piers Morgan making hay out of the death of Larry King. Oh, so we're gosh. all horrible. By the way, like, it, is anybody surprised by the fact that Piers Morgan behaves this way? Do you know what I am surprised by is the fact that he gets up every day and has this, like, successful career in the United Kingdom and that people are totally fine with him being on the air? I'll, t- I'll go one step ahead of that or before that. I can't believe, you know, you said that he gets up in the morning. I can't believe he goes to bed at night. I can't <laughs> believe he sleeps with himself. You know oh. what I'm saying? Oh, oh. You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. I can't believe he puts his head down on his pillow and he peacefully drifts off into dreamland thinking, I've really done my best to contribute to society today. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Yes. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley Trainer, mm. uh, it's time for you to get the welcome wagon together. Oh, yeah. I got to get my toaster. Oh, you get a toaster? You get a toaster. It's it's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, JoJo Siwa had some big news that she confirmed over the weekend, and uh, we're going to talk about it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. And uh, Bradley. Yeah. uh, Big news about JoJo Siwa. What's that? Um, I thought you knew. Oh, oh, yes, because she joined my team. Dodgeball? <laughs> Actually, dodgeball, yes. <laughs> well, kind of. Um, no, she she is now a happy member of the LGBTQ community. And this was like, this had been um, talked about for days, a couple weeks. I don't know how long the rumors were out there, but she also did some hinties on social. What are you laughing at? What? Dodgeball? Dodgeball? What? Like, she maybe is playing dodgeball. Okay. 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 Dodgeballs. Let's call it what it is. I'm I'm glad that you're amused at your bowls comment. Good job today. But I'm going to be over here flying the pride flag. With my good friend Jojo Siwa. Mm. Actually, do you know what I love in Holly? Feel free to find uh, some some audio. Of um, Sam of- Kinison or of Jojo Siwa. <laughs> yeah. well, good thing because so I've got both somewhere. Just really here. quickly. So um, it's funny because Jamie, my partner, is like, what's a Jojo Siwa? And then somebody else came in um, from the station. I won't, I won't call them out. Okay. And said, how do you pronounce her name? And I'm like, so a lot of people are not on the JoJo Siwa bandwagon, mm-hmm. but if you have children, yeah, gear under the age of say what, twenty, uh, thirteen, fourteen. But I yeah, think 15, even like a twenty-year-old probably, right. probably grew up with a JoJo yeah, Siwa, right? Watching her on Dance Moms, yeah, yeah, for sure. So she started on Dance Moms, but she has become a phenomenon. Oh yeah, and hey, when. So it's literally <laughs> JoJo Siwa going, I'm again! <laughs> like constantly. Um, and 
And and the fact that she has come out now, I will say she is like a lot of people in her generation, a lot of uh, young people in her generation that she hasn't put a label specifically on herself. No. You know, whereas in my generation, hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's very common for people to claim, like, I am gay, or I am a lesbian, or I am, uh, you know, bisexual. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever uh, part of the LGBTQ community that you are Uh, find yourself identifying with that label oftentimes will come along with coming out for Jojo Siwa. She's not at that point where she is labeling it, but she feels like she is a member of that community. Um, And so that's a huge, huge, huge development for, I don't know, kids and parents uh, all over the place. I, you know, and I think that you cannot understate that enough. Like that is what is, um, what is so bold and wonderful about this, I'm going to say announcement, but I don't even know that I want to use the word announcement because it was sort of a slow rollout. Yeah. Um, there started to be a conversation last week um, because she posted a TikTok video of her singing, like lip syncing along with Born This Way by Lady Gaga. And she was wearing rainbows on her shirt and had rainbows because Jojo's thing is Jojo with a bow bow. She always has a big bow in her hair and she was wearing a rainbow bow, a rain bow, if you will. Anyway, uh, so then people started to speculate and then there, there, you know, there've been like a couple other things that have, what? Dodgeball just came (laughs) to my mind again. You're so juvenile. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so it was a sort of a slow rollout to the point where, like you said, Bradley, she, and this is partly, I think, uh, indicative of, of her generation, is recognizing the fluidity of gender and of sexuality and that she has come out as, quote, part of the LGBTQ community versus, to your point, identifying herself as somewhere specifically on that spectrum so it it's it's huge in a couple ways number one that's a great like this is what a wonderful example for young people Mm -hmm. um to have her to look up to to have her to kind of guide the way but also it is indicative of how we understand gender fluidity a little bit differently. So what I appreciate is I think it's probably actually more valuable for the parents uh, than yeah. it is the children because uh, the children are always five steps ahead of us. They really are. In this, well, I should say not always because that wasn't always the case, but they are today and um, and there's something in that. But I think that um, a lot of actual parents and I saw some people online saying like there's going to be some surprised faces on some of these parents because mm-hmm. some of these parents might not might not approve of this quote. I hate even using the word lifestyle. 
um, because that's not what it is. But um, so my point is, it's 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 very kind of delightfully subversive in a way, and I'm grateful uh, that she's doing it in a in a healthy manner, um, one that reflects like again her generation and. Also, um, here's the other piece of truth that not a lot of people realize is that you, it's a process when you come out. It's not just like on, you know, this day you're like, I'm gay, dot, you know, end of story. It's, it's a years long process Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of, um, resources and a lot of, um, um, it takes a lot. It's not just you know, some words and then you got a t-shirt and you show up like, I mean, trust me, if there was a pride parade this year, Jojo Siwa would be like grand marshal of one of them. But it's a lot more than that. And she will have a lot more to say as she goes through this journey. But insofar as, um, you know, this is an opportunity to, to kind of open some eyes and minds. I'm, I'm here for it. And she did it in a healthy way. She didn't do it in a, like, I'm going to make money off of this or I'm, you know, she actually sounds very mature, which is disturbing to me because my whole thing with her has been like, I don't feel like this is good for a young person to be not the sexual orientation piece, but the career piece yeah. of being like this, like she's a machine. Right, now well, I'm like, all right, here's where it comes in. Let's go. I was like, yeah, I got back on. <laughs> so the thing that we've here's the thing about people in general, right, is that nobody is 100 percent palatable. Or 100% irritating. Everybody has yeah, behaviors on a, sure. on a spectrum. And one of the things we've been critical of Jojo Siwa for is sort of the infantilized character that she plays. Um, and also... Because <laughs> well, she's like, how old is she now? She's 20-something. She's 17. Okay, fine. She's 17. <laughs> she's 36. <laughs> but, but we've also asked... Hey, kids, it's Jojo. <laughs> hey, guys. With Jojo bobo. with the bobo. Come and see my closet. No, but this, I'm out of it. So, but the thing about JoJo is that we've also asked the question: How is she going to pivot? How is she going to pivot into? Yeah, because again, that's so awkward. Like if she is 35 and she's wearing big frilly bows in her hair, it's going to be a little creepy. Yeah, she's still JoJo with a bobo. But I also wonder if, and I'm again, I'm not saying because I don't necessarily think that everything. I know this sounds really rich coming from my mouth when we do a whole show about publationships and all the things people do to get attention. I don't necessarily think every move a person makes in Hollywood has to be about their like a PR stunt, yeah. right? So I, what I want to be careful about is I, this this does not feel to your point like a PR stunt. Yeah. But I do think it reveals to us a little bit about what this pivot might look like for her. Um Apparently, when she did this in Instagram Live over the weekend, somebody asked, what label are you? And she had a really mature yeah. answer to that. Yeah. She basically said, I've thought about this, but I'm not really going to say the answer because I don't really know. I think humans are awesome. I think humans are really incredible people. Right now, I'm just super duper happy and I want to share everything with the world, but I also want to keep things in my private life private until they're ready to be public. Well, and what I appreciate about that, because if uh, I'll just speak as one gay person, part of that statement. Thank you for not speaking for all, all. As yeah. sometimes I would like to speak life for been, all the gays in because the land. you have been asked to. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but as one, you know, gay man uh, of a certain age, part of that statement rubs me the wrong way. But I also appreciate the end of the statement, which says, um, wait, where where was that statement again here? I just want to see. 
What was the last part of what you read? Uh, the last part of what I read or the yeah. last part of the whole statement? What you read. Uh, I think humans uh, the keep things in my private life private until, until they're, ready, they're to ready to be made public. public. Yes. Yeah, so so that was a lesson that was valuable for me to learn is like you don't have to tell everybody you're gay. I'm talking about myself. Yeah. You don't have to tell everybody you're gay unless there's like a reason to do that. Like right. there's a tendency when you first come out to be like, I'm gay. You're like, right, right. Um, sir, I just wanted <laughs> like your I was just, library yeah, card. I just you want wanted, paper or plastic yeah, exactly. today. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm gay. Would you like me because... to bring your groceries out to the car for you? I'm gay. I mean, that's a thing, right? But, but like, there is some, like, you don't maybe need to, te- like, you don't maybe need to go there and show people, like, like, if she's dating, good. But, like, maybe she doesn't need to share who she's dating until there's a relationship she feels comfortable sharing with the world. Right, that right. doesn't mean she's not. Um, so I, for that, I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty wise for a, for a young person. She's got to have some, there's got to be a gay person, uh, or a, a member of the LGBTQ community in her life that has, um, that she has talked to like in some mentor. way. Like a mentor. Yes. No, I, and I, you know, that has been one of the, my concerns, my Jojo concerns. <laughs> of the many. Seriously. Has been, no, but honestly has been like, who are the people in her life who are guiding her in healthy directions? Yeah. Cause I'm not sure it's her parents. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, in any case, this story is developing and we will follow it. Just kidding. We're just really proud of Jojo Siwa. All right. When we come back, which by the way, mark today down that we said that because we've never said happen. that before. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, What's your favorite bar? And we don't mean the Bars. drinking bar. Yeah, not the drinking no, one. No, like the dessert bar. One. What's your favorite bar? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot slash holiday. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.